Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kamisha Lucier, and I'm so glad that you're here, and I'm glad to be a part of your walk with Christ. Um, if this is your first time joining us, welcome, and let's get into the Word. We're going to pick up with this episode titled, The Choice. We're going to take a deeper look at what that choice is that all humans coming into the earth must make. I know we've talked about it on um, kind of a superficial term or like the most basic sense in saying light or darkness, God or the devil, um, good and evil kind of thing. But um, the two kingdoms that we're looking at is God's kingdom and Satan's kingdom. God's kingdom is good. Satan's kingdom is bad. And we want to dive in deeper to what that choice looks like and how we know that we're supposed to be making a choice. So our springboard scripture is um, Deuteronomy 30 verses 11 through 20. And of course, my beloved is here again. And, you know, I said I was going to stop introducing you last time because you're going to be with us for a while. So you might as well settle in and make yourself at home. Okay. All right, honey, honey. Thank you. You're very welcome. So will you read that scripture for us, honey? I sure will. Deuteronomy 30, 11 through 20 says, For this commandment, which I command you today, is not too difficult for you, nor is it out of reach. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will go up to heaven for us to get it for us and make us hear it, that we may observe it? Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will cross the sea for us to get it for us and make us hear it, that we may observe it? But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you may observe it. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity and death and adversity, and that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and that the Lord your God may bless you in the land where you are entering to possess it. But if your heart turns away and you will not obey, but are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You will not prolong your days in the land where you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess it. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice, and by holding fast to him. For this is your life and the length of your days, that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. There is a lot contained in those sections, uh, that section of scripture. And I, I know generally we've been taught to look at this and go, okay, this was for the Jews um, and this was about physical land and territory. But again, we're looking at things from God's way of looking at things. He doesn't think the way we do and he doesn't operate the way we function. And remember the manifold wisdom of God, God can be talking on multiple levels at the same time, but addressing um, different veins and aspects and natural, spiritual, one person or people group, the 
you know, and much deeper than what we see in the natural. So let's hold our place there for a second. And then let's take a look at um, our map. We're going to go back to the map and we're going to look at some additional scriptures there. Now we're going to um, start by talking about the last Adam and in light of the scripture that we read. And so in this uh, Deuteronomy 30, the Lord is saying, choose life, choose me. Oh, so, go ahead, so for the you, everyone that's listening, we are, I've kind of moved down the timeline a little bit and we're in that section labeled choose. Thank Just you, honey. so you can track where we're at. You're not trying to read through all the scriptures on this, this map just to make things a little easier for, for all involved. Um, but we will be kind of jumping around in the order that we read these, just so we can make a few foundational points up front first. Amen. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. Thank honey. you for that. That's okay. why the Lord put us together. Amen. Teamwork. Amen. I appreciate that. So we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 15, um, 45. And the last Adam, if you are not familiar with this term, that is referring to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because of the Lord's manifold wisdom, he was able to use the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ in his natural ministry on multiple levels to um, work to facilitate this redemption of mankind, but his creation as well. So the first Adam, which would be Adam in the garden with woman, made a decision not to remain in his heavenly abode, the assignment or the divine order that God gave him. And it's still, I, I call it heavenly abode in the sense that yes, he was on the earth, um, but he was not yet connected to sin. So he did not remain in the way that God designed him and created him to function and to flourish and 100% fellowship and communion with the fullness of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, but made a choice to do something different. He chose to partake of an alternate kingdom, which was the kingdom of darkness. Um, and in that choice that he made, it wasn't just about him and woman, what he, Adam could see at the moment, but it actually is what resigned all of humanity to suffer the same connection to sin that he had because God had vested in him a dominion and an authority as being the first man created. And um, woman was her name before she her name was changed to Eve, was given that authority on a, I'll say a lower level, different assignment, but still in the same vein as Adam concerning um, how sin would be perpetuated through them based on their decision. So God asked them to remain faithful to him. They chose not to, and it caused all of us to be born with a sin nature. Now, Jesus is excluded from that. While he was fully human, flesh, blood, and bone, he was of God's seed. God is his father. So that I, that sin nature that was passed down through Adam was not passed down to him genetically like it was to us um, because the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary to um, cause the Lord to come forth in, in a human form, just like we have. So when the Lord Jesus made his choice, he was able to take back that authority and dominion that first Adam had given away. 
Um, be clear that he is not second Adam. There's no one coming after him. He is last Adam. So let's go ahead and look at that scripture. First Corinthians fifteen forty five says, so also it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. This, the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Amen. Amen. And then if you continue reading on, it talks about the, the differences between the two. But because of the authority and the assignment they were given by God, they had their specific roles, which we appreciate God. God knew that Adam was going to have some trouble here and that he was going to struggle. And he, that's why Jesus is called the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, because God already knew what was going to happen and that we would need help. So let's go over to Matthew 26, um, 39, because we want to look at that um, scripture and see where Jesus made his choice. As we examine the word of God, remember we talked about not separating the word and not breaking the line that God is creating. He, because of his nature, Isaiah tells us that he declares the end result before the beginning, or from, um, he declares the end from the beginning. So he already knows what the outcome is going to be, and then he drives a line toward that outcome that he desires, which is where we get our um, stance and verb, our vocabulary of faith, how we are to Amen. act and behave in his image. So, from Genesis to Revelation, God keeps repeating something. He repeated one thing that we learned in the previous episodes, mm-hmm. which was? Well, I mean, he talked a lot about choice. Uh-huh, but I will be your God. And you will be my people. Exactly. So this Or is... in the structure is, I will be your father, mm-hmm. and you will be my son or children. Right, but it's, this, it's the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he said that, and then... We're going to look at these scriptures where he says from Genesis to Revelation again, choose, choose life, mm-hmm. right? So we just read a, an extended version of that articulation in Deuteronomy 30, our springboard scripture. Um, and what God is saying through the scriptures is... Well, let's, oh. let's pause real quick and read the, you know, because Jesus is our pattern example. Mm-hmm. Let's read the scripture where he made his choice. Now, we already know, as you brought up, he declares the end from the beginning, mm-hmm. and it says very plainly about Jesus. He is or was the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. Mm-hmm. But let's get to, let's read that scripture where he declares and makes his choice. Amen. Let's look at that. Which is in Matthew 26. We'll begin in verse, well, we'll just read verse 39. It says, and this is while Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. It says, and he went a little beyond them. And fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Amen. Amen. So that was the verbiage um, or the verbal consent and him making his choice. And then if you read down through that section of scripture, you'll see that he not only made the choice, but he continued Mm -hmm. in the choice till it was finished. And then you could zoom out on his life and see where he came into the earth and said, didn't you know I'd be about my father's business? And that everything that the Lord did was in complete obedience or choosing to remain in the assignment or divine order that the father God had set for him. He didn't do anything outside of that, only what the father wanted him to do. Amen. So, um, 
just a, a quick thought, because I do want to finish this, is that when we were talking about what's being repeated from Genesis to Revelation, we see what God's desire is, which was, I will be their God and they will be my people. And he's also telling us what response to have, what to choose, what to do, how do we react to him saying that this is what I want. And that is choose life. Absolutely. Okay. So we saw it articulated, expounded on in Deuteronomy. And that was not just for Jewish people. That was God's heart that is strung from beginning to end, eternity through time back to eternity of his desire for creation, his desire for us. Amen. Um, so from there, um, did you have anything you wanted to say, honey? I'm well, sorry. Oh. I'm just like <laughs> pressing on the gas. It's all right. There's, there's a lot to cover. And, <laughs> and it's all, you know, which is wonderful. Uh, the word is infinite, right? It is living yes. and it's active. But let's, let's notice this pattern because you brought up a great point in, you know, asking how we function in it. And again, Jesus is our pattern example. Mm-hmm. And he says very plainly, or says very plainly about Jesus, that he only says what the Father says. He only did what he saw his Father do. Mm-hmm. His Father had given him command as what to say and to speak. But it also says that he did nothing of his own initiative. Now, mm-hmm. again, that's not only for Jesus. Because mm-hmm. wait, we talk about the Godhead, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It says the same thing in John 16 about the Holy Spirit, how he will not say anything of his own initiative. Mm-hmm. He will take from the Father mm-hmm. and disclose or declare it to you, to, to, to us, Amen. believers. Amen. And then it also says in Exodus 34 about Moses that he would go into the, he would put on, uh, sorry, he would take off the veil and go into the tent of meeting and meet with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And when he would come out, he would put the veil back on Mm-hmm. And speak to the people only what he was commanded. Amen. Nothing of his own initiative, but what he didn't go into all the details of everything that the Lord and he had had discussed or all the secrets that heaven revealed. Mm-hmm. But he only told the people what he had been commanded to tell them. Amen. So so we see this, if you will, the the pattern. That's mm-hmm. laid out, right? You have Jesus, you have Holy Spirit, so two out of the Godhead right there. Mm-hmm. But then you also have, if you will, a natural man, and as we just discussed, a Moses. And mm-hmm. they all operate the same way, but it go, also goes to that choice and, and, and the Father's view of that choice, right? He says about Moses that he had been faithful in his house, but it said Jesus was faithful in all the Father's house. Amen. His entire household. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, so let's let's prove that out in Scripture. Um, and I keep because I keep referencing that it goes from Genesis to Revelation Amen. that the Lord keeps saying choose. So let's look. We're going to go from the beginning. We're going to go um, through the the law and the prophets. We're going to go into the New Testament, and then we're going to um, spend some time in Revelation to take a look at at this um be certain that a choice is required and that choice has to be maintained you have to finish the course with that choice and we talked about that in jesus's life and ministry he made the choice from a young boy and he continued in that choice throughout his lifetime and even when it was the most difficult it would ever be um None of us has ever faced being made the the penalty or the payment of sin for the all of the 
all of creation, mankind, and never having sinned, taking that on. But he did it, and he finished everything that God asked him to do, and he did it willingly. So he wasn't forced into it. Remember, if there's no option, there's no choice. And if you are made to do something, it's not choosing. You're forced. You're a slave. You're... Um, you know, taken against your will, but God distinctly gave man, mankind a will and the right to choose. We have the ability to choose and the right to choose. And what the Lord Jesus did with his was he willingly chose to choose the father and kept that faith, kept that choice till the end of his lifetime. And then we know what happened. He was raised from the dead. He, all dominion and authority was given unto him. And now he is seated at the right hand of the Father. He ascended and his blood was placed on the mercy seat on, for our benefit and our behalf. And now he's seated until phase the next phase that he is going to um, operate in that we will go to. So um, let's look at Genesis 2, um, 17. And do you have that scripture, honey? I do. It says, But from the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you shall surely die. Amen. That sounds really familiar. Oh, we, we did cover it in one of the previous mm-hmm. episodes. But I mean to Deuteronomy. Absolutely. He said, You and your seed choose life that you and your seed will live. In, in the choice that you make, um, the Lord is your life and length of days, right? So that was mm-hmm. very, very, very similar. And, you know, if, you, if you're like John and I and have read through the giving <laughs> of the law, you'll see God says the same thing 10 different ways. And, you know, I used to go, God, why did you do that? Why did you say it like that? And he was like, so there's no excuse. No matter how your mind works and functions, I said it and I spoke your language so you could hear and understand. And now you're accountable. So he covered all the personality types, all the learning styles. Everything that there ever could be. Anything that a human could go, I didn't hear you, Lord. I didn't know or understand. Nope. (laughs) He said it 10 different ways, literally the same thing. So um, it just removes that excuse. And it also shows God's heart about being clear so that we are able to live and to flourish and to make the right choice, which is choose Christ and live. He says it in multiple ways, but he says it often. And I mean, he repeats it frequently throughout the entirety of scripture because well what would paul say for me to repeat the same thing is okay it's a safeguard for you mm-hmm. and, well and for us right because amen the message applies to us first all right if i mm-hmm. receive the message it applies to me first even though i may be the one bringing it amen and it also shows god's desire to get us to the his desired outcome for us to see us into his kingdom. If he had just said it once to Adam about the, you know, way back in the garden and we were just supposed to figure it out, you know, here and now, thousands and thousands of years later, then you could question God's motive. But the fact that he keeps saying it, he keeps saying it, he keeps saying it, he keeps saying it and reinforcing it, reaffirming it, sharing his love with us, it lets us know that he truly has good motives towards us and good intentions. And he wants us to come home to him and to be fully 100% reunited here and now and in the future to come. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look at Ezekiel 33. And we're going to look at verse 13 and, and look at this again. 
And I'll go ahead and read that scripture. It says, when I say to the righteous that he shall surely live, but he trusts in his own righteousness and commits iniquity, none of his righteous works shall be remembered. But because of the iniquity that he has committed, he shall die. And I'll read verse 14 as well. Again, when I say to the wicked, you shall surely die. If he turns from his sin and does what is lawful and right, if the wicked restores the pledge, gives back what he has stolen and walks in the statutes of life without committing iniquity, he shall surely live. He shall not die. So actually, I'm sorry, I read verses 13 through 15 just to convey that thought. So the Lord was saying here and demonstrating, choose if you made Amen. the right choice, stick with it. If you made the Be, choice... <laughs> remain committed to the choice you have made. Exactly. The choice of, of good and God, stick with it. Yes. You have to start and you have to finish. But if you made the wrong choice, turn from that, make the right choice, and While live. there's time. Absolutely. Amen. And, you know, I, I know typically we would go, well, that's about repentance. <sighs> On the surface, but if you look at it from God's context, repentance is about a what? choice a choice to turn hey hallelujah so it's consistent god keeps saying choose change your heart make a different choice choose christ remain stick with it abide in me and let my words abide in you he keeps saying that repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly so we've crossed from genesis we looked at um matthew the gospels now we're in the prophets let's go on to romans let's let's keep let's keep running and we're gonna look at romans chapter six Almost there. Okay, no problem. All right, Romans 6, verse 25. How about that? Um, I think 23, baby. 23, yeah. I don't know why I said 25. (laughs) (laughs) For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. That sounds a lot like what we saw in Deuteronomy, what we saw in Genesis, what we saw in Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. Choose life, right? And we know that sin is not of God. No one that sins is sinning on God's uh, volition. God didn't encourage anyone or ask anyone to sin because he needed their He doesn't want that. He asked us to not sin. He asked us to come under the blood of Jesus. And so sin is what connects us to the adversary, right? Sin is what connects us to um, the kingdom of darkness and separates us from God. So again, God making the distinction in this scripture the gift of God is eternal life. And when Jesus spoke um, that the thief cometh not, but to steal, kill, and to destroy, but I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Amen. He's saying, I made an option so you can have a different choice. Now, again, along with that choice and reading this scripture, many should probably be reminded of Daniel at the, at the feast where all of a sudden the hand appeared and wrote on the wall. Mm-hmm. And... The translation to that, or what Daniel stated, uh, was given by the Lord as far as as the interpretation and the meaning, was that he had been weighed in the balances and was found lacking, Mm -hmm. meaning he had made the wrong choice and had insisted upon that choice. Amen. Regardless of what the Lord had done and all the the teachings and everything that had been imparted to him. Mm -hmm, For repentance. All that time Mm -hmm. before that Mm -hmm. moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Amen. And, and as we read, it, we're, we're getting more to the nitty gritty, <laughs> the nitty gritty of it. Um, let's look at James chapter one and verse 15. 
says, Then, when lust has conceived, it, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Amen. So st- <laughs> Makes it very plain right there. Amen. And that sounds like Genesis, doesn't it? Absolutely. It sounds like um, Deuteronomy. Sound, the entirety like. of Scripture. All the things that we've looked at, it sounds like the same thing because the the implied part of the scripture here is make another choice. This is what's going to happen when you persist in and pursue and choose to pursue sin. Mm-hmm. And we don't do as human beings, we don't do anything without a choice. We don't drink a glass of milk. We don't <laughs> even when your body wants to automatically do something like swallowing. If you don't choose to cooperate, you can stop it. Mm-hmm. Which is a choice. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So let's take a look over at Revelation because that's really going to show us something about um, present day. Because you might say, well, that seems like someone else. That's everybody else. So we're (laughs) we're just we're going to drive this home. (laughs) Genesis to Revelation. And um, we're going to look at just a couple of quick places here in the first couple of chapters of Revelation. These are the sections of scripture that are talking to the churches. Amen. The Apostle John was on the Isle of Patmos and he had an experience with the Lord and he received revelation, which is where the name of the book comes from. He received revealed understanding and, um, and I don't want to say enlightenment, but revealed, um, understanding and exposing of things that were mysteries or hidden or unknown or not clearly known um, to the naked eye of God. Um, With prophetic declaration and warning for us. Amen. And guidance. Amen. So we're going to look at Revelation 2. And this is also going to connect us with not only is there a choice to be made, but that we must maintain our choice. Amen. Um. Honey, do you have something you want to say? No, I was going to say, let's look at verses 5 and 7 of um, Revelation chapter 2. It says, Therefore, remember from where you have fallen, and repent, and do the deeds you did at first, or else I am coming to you, and will remove your lampstand out of its place, unless you repent. And then he goes into more detail, but he says in verse 7, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Amen. So he strung that all the way back to Genesis. That's where Mm -hmm. that tree of life was. And remember, they had an opportunity. That was also in the center of the garden. And they already knew good. They already knew God. And yet they let the adversary trick them out of the place that they already dwelt in, which was the goodness of God, the glory of God. Um, and to know God in full 100% fellowship because God had walked with them in the cool of the day with no, no barriers between them. Sin is a barrier and it separates us from God. And when they said, I will make a different choice, God, than what you told me to choose, I'll make a different choice than what you created me to do. They died twice. Spiritually, they were severed from God, who is our life. We read that in Deuteronomy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they began the process of natural death because our physical life comes from God as well. So you cannot separate from the source, the branch, the root, 
and then think you're going to live without him. It's merely existence for a temporal time. But when we have our um, connection with him, we have divine life, right? And the Lord has stated that over and over. What you got next, honey? Well, do we want to go through all the churches or... I do. I do want to scroll through all of them in, in some some regard. I know we're we're getting close to time here, but I want to definitely um, make these connections so that we can see clearly. Now, well, I let's, also, let's look at verse ten. Then, so we just 10. did the the church of Ephesus. Okay. Let's now look at the message to the church of Smyrna. Okay. And it says uh, we'll start in verse ten. I'll just read um, probably ten and eleven. It says, "Do not fear what you are about to suffer." Behold, the devil is about to cast some of you into prison, so that you will be tested, and when you have tribulation for ten days, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. So we see this, this again, consistent message and pattern. Mm-hmm. Hey, things are happening. Trials are coming. They're not coming from the Lord. They're coming from the adversary. Now the Lord is still in control, all right? Mm-hmm. He's making that clear. Mm-hmm. And if you can study Job out and find the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in there, he's telling, hey, make the choice for me. Remain faithful. Mm-hmm. Overcome. And this is the reward. Amen. And so here's something else. And you're going to see this message consistently throughout these churches. Because God means what he's saying. Especially if he's repeating it, he's repeating it. It's not just for the one person that he's talking to because he's, he's repeating it to various people groups at various times in history, mm-hmm. right? And in various circumstances. But the same truth holds true. The same fact holds true from Genesis to Revelation that you have to make a choice for God and hold on that to that choice throughout your lifetime. Amen. Um, something I want to point out, because you may be saying, well, there's nothing here that says they made a choice. Ha. Huh. What are they called here? Well, the churches. Aha. Who is the church? We are the church, because we are... The temple of the Lord, he lives and dwells, all the fullness of the Godhead lives and dwells in us. Absolutely. But does he dwell in everybody? No. Who does he dwell in? Those who believe. Those who made their choice exactly. to believe to, in the Lord and Savior Jesus And who made Jesus the choice Christ. to make him their God and chose to be bondservants of Christ or, said another way, to be his people. Glory to God. Now, these people were a mix. These were mixed groups. There were mm-hmm. Jews in here. There were Gentiles in here. But the common factor, he was speaking to people who had called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if they're called the church, that means they already made a decision, right? Because believing is not a force upon you. Uh, Romans 10 tells us that we believe in our heart, right? We believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with our heart and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord meaning we made a choice to believe. Remember, Amen. Thomas said, I will not believe. I refuse it mm-hmm. unless I can see dot, dot, dot. Unless I can see and do these things. Exactly. So he made a choice to not believe unless God met his stipulations. He didn't want to re- believe God just based on God's word. But mm-hmm. salvation comes when we believe without seeing, right? We believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. The apostles... And actually, that's what, that was what Jesus stated right after addressing philip he says blessed are sorry yes thomas Mm -hmm. thank you he said blessed are those who believe and have not seen so that have made their choice 
already. Amen. And the Lord says, without faith, it's impossible to please Amen. him because those who come to him must mm-hmm. believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So you cannot be- receive salvation without faith. You cannot have faith unless you choose to believe. Amen. Okay. All right. Ready for the Church of Pergamum? Let's go. It says uh, we're starting verse sixteen and seventeen of chapter two. Still, Uh, yes, we're still in chapter two. Says Mm -hmm. therefore, repent, or else I am coming to you quickly, and I will make war against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, to him I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone and a new name written on that stone which no one knows, but he who receives it. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's acknowledge this again. again. This is a church. Someone that professes or mm-hmm. a body of believers professing Christ. And, and the Lord's saying, hey, you have some, some things at fault here. Mm-hmm. Repent from those things. Choose me fully. Mm-hmm. Or what? War is going to be against those people. Amen. Let's. I mean, let's understand that's stated pretty plainly here. Mm-hmm. But then again, right? Hey, if you can hear what the, what the Spirit is saying, again, make that choice for the Lord. Choose Him fully, and overcome. This is the third time we've heard this. Hey, overcome to He who overcomes. These are the blessings and the benefits and the reward which you receive. Not that we should be reward driven. Mm-hmm. However, we know that's a part of who that God is, a, is. Exactly. And that is a, certainly a reward to be reunited and connected in full fellowship with him. That's absolutely. To re-enter the heavenly community. That, that's a win, win, win. Amen. <laughs> All gain for us. Amen. Uh, let's see. Verse 26. And as you, I want you well, to go back and read these chapters as well, just real quick. Well, actually, actually let's, let's start in verse 25 first. Okay. Okay. Um, to, this is uh, the church or the, the message to the church at Theatira. It says, Nevertheless, what you have, hold fast until I come. He who overcomes and he who keeps my deeds until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessels of the potter are broken to pieces. Mm-hmm. As I also have received authority from my father, and I will give him the morning star. Mm-hmm. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So you see there as a church that, well, they may not have a lot, but they're they're clearly in a place where they're also making some mm-hmm. decisions here. He's like, hey, what you have, hold fast to it. Amen. So you've made a choice, and he acknowledges that choice, but then he's telling them, persist in that choice. Amen. Persist in righteousness and in justice. Do that. Hold fast to the Lord until He comes. Amen. Amen. And that's the message for all of us in that. Amen. And it's and if if it's until He comes to get you personally, or He comes back and blows the trumpet for everybody, whether it's your end of days or the end of days, you have to make your choice because and remain faithful to your choice of Christ until you leave the earth. You can't try to. Um, try to throw dice for it. You can't try to draw straws to see, well, maybe I believe this end of the world prophecy, he's coming back in 1987. Well, um, we're well past that. So you cannot try to game God. You cannot try to judge how much time you have left to sin before you make a commitment. Because again, while he may not be blowing the trumpet today, you don't know your days, right? Amen. So 
appreciate God, respect him and honor him. And yes, with long life, he will satisfy you. That's the desire of his heart. However, when we choose to separate from the life, the source who is God, then you can't uh, say I'm the seed of Abraham and (laughs) I have all these, I'm righteous and you're not maintaining your choice, which is what the Lord is expounding on here. So be faithful to whatever end, if it's the Lord coming back first or you're leaving the earth to go meet him first. So so let's look at the church at Sardis now, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to read verses 3, 5, and 6, right? Uh, So the end of verse 2, he says, Your deeds are... I have not found your deeds completed in the sight of my God. So then in verse 3, he says, So remember what you have received and heard, and keep it and repent. Therefore, if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come to you. Verse 5, he tells them, He who overcomes will thus be clothed in white garments, and I will not erase his name from the book of life, and I will confess his name before my Father, and before his angels. Mm -hmm. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Mm -hmm. So here also, Mm -hmm. yeah, they were doing some things right, but Mm -hmm. there were also some things that weren't right. He's Mm -hmm. like, it's not complete. Mm -hmm. Your your time's not up. You can't kick back here, Um, paraphrasing, Mm -hmm. of course, Mm -hmm. right? Don't don't rest on your laurels. Exactly. Don't Mm -hmm. rest on your laurels. You know, continue in, in... diligence until the end, being steadfast. Amen. Amen. Right? And when we skip verse four, but he's saying, hey, there, there are some that are, that are in white garments already. Like some are, are being an example to you. But he's like, everyone else needs to get to this place so they can receive the same reward and Amen. even a greater reward. Amen. Amen. They're, they're or, on track. Or mm-hmm. there was the, the negative thing, right? It, I'll blot your name out of the book of life. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, so he says, I won't erase your name. If you do these things, I won't erase your name from it. Which Amen. denotes if they didn't do it, their name would be erased. Blotted out. Amen. Or blotted out. Exactly. Amen. Amen. So there's there's a lot in there. Um, you want to go through... Uh, Philadelphia? First? Yes. Yes, please. And then we got to get to the last church as well. Uh, was that the last one? No, no. No, no, no. But uh, so Philadelphia... Let's see. Uh, we'll probably start at verse 10. Okay. It says, Because you have kept the word of my perseverance, I also will keep you from the hour of testing, that hour which is about to come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have so that no one will take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he will not go out from it any more. And I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. which comes down out of heaven from my God God. and my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. That's exciting. That is exciting. (laughs) But but he's commending them for persevering, for Mm -hmm. pressing into the Lord, regardless of what's going on around them. Amen. Amen. And when the Lord keeps saying, he who overcomes... There is a choice to faint, right? That's why the Lord tells us, um, I believe Hebrews, it says, strengthen the the hands that hang down and the feeble knees, so that you and so that what is dislocated in you can be will not be disjointed. Straighten yourself out so that you don't faint, getting weary, thinking you have endured too much. Remember how much Christ endured, and you haven't endured to that level yet. But He was saying, 
keep going. Don't mm-hmm. faint. And he also says, uh, I believe that's in Hebrews as well, well, that the Lord has no pleasure in those who draw back. But Absolutely. hold fast your confession of faith, but faith without works is dead. So it's not just talking a good game. It's doing all that's required, keeping your mouth in line and keeping your faith in your choice in Jesus Christ and persevering, even though there's pressure, even though it seems hard, even though, um, you know, trials come. But the fact remains that you must make a choice. Right. And we have one last one, the church uh-huh. of Laodicea. Uh-huh. Right now, if you read through this, you will find this is the church that had deceived themselves, thinking that they were, they were rich and they had you know, done everything, but the Lord said, "No, no, you're. You have no idea that you're naked. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're you're not even dressed, and mm-hmm. and you're poor." But he says, "But buy from me those things. I'll give you white garments. I'll make you wealthy. Right? I'll, I'll clothe you. You. They won't see your shame. Right? All those things." Mm-hmm. But we'll begin in verse twenty. He says, "Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door." I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Mm -hmm. And I want to go back and read verses um, 14 through 16 real quick. Okay. Will you read that to us as well? Because this church is unique from all the other ones. They tried to keep from making Mm-hmm. their choice they tried to keep from um following through in the way of let's just be neutral it's 14 through 16 mm-hmm. okay it says to the angel of the church in laodicea write the amen the faithful and true witness the beginning of the creation of god says this i know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot i wish that you were cold or hot So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Mm Mm-hmm. Amen. So you're you're hollow and being a shadow instead of fully committing. Not not committing either way, Mm -hmm. whether it's for God or against God, which automatically makes you against. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. These are fence riders, straddlers, who are trying to keep from being on whatever side they see is losing. Mm Mm-hmm. You may have named the name of Christ in service and temporarily, but you're not fully committed to do the will and the works of the Lord. So, like, that's why I said you, you what, say what, that I'm rich. What Christendom would label as nominal Christians mm. may show up on to church on Sunday or Wednesday or whenever there's a service, mm-hmm. but there is no true evidence of Christ in their life. It is indistinguishable from those that have not chosen Christ or chosen to be in opposition to Christ. Mm-hmm. So the avoidance of making a choice is not, it's a choice in and of it, <laughs> it, it is, of itself. It is its own choice. And you you see that the Lord has no pleasure in that, how he responds to it. And he's like, no, I, I, I wish you make a choice. If you're going to be against me, just go ahead and say it. You know, be bold with it. We can make an action from there. But because you're trying to avoid and dance and not make that choice, now how do we move forward? Right. So, so he's letting everyone know, hey, mm-hmm. choosing to not make a choice is, is a choice, and mm-hmm. it's going to be counted as against the Lord. Amen. Now, there's also a divine connection through, um, through these sections of scriptures that are about people, people groups and their ideas, mm-hmm. how they think they will be able to um, per, pers- um, 
manipulate and and have the outcome work out in their favor? Sure. I mean, just how their mind works, how they think they're going to be able to traverse mm-hmm. or, you know, proceed through life. But God is so wise, he understands. Um, you, you'll read through um, Romans in particular about being predestined. Amen. And called. And Ephesians, um, predestined. He knows those who are his and um, who he chose and things of that nature. So wherever we were, when we were in eternity with him initially before we came and put on flesh, God already knew what our choice was going to be. He knew each one that was his, each one that would make their choice for Christ. And God is, you know, he's a gracious God. And that doesn't mean that you necessarily would choose him right up front, that you were never going to sin, all that kind of stuff. But he knew those that belonged to him. So that's why he could make those statements. Amen. And it also helped in what assignments he gave for people throughout the earth. You know, like I talk about Mary, the mother of Jesus. Yes. He picked someone that he knew was going to choose him. Right, to be the uh, so birth with, mother of Christ. Absolutely. Same with all the law and the prophets, those Amen. that would choose him fully and, and only say the things that he wanted them to say. Amen. And do the things he wanted them to do. Amen. Amen. And God has a place for each and every one of us, and none of the places are to be despised, nor try to covet and replace anybody else. Now, I do want to cover this before we go, and I I do apologize about the time. You know, pause it and come back later if you have to go, but we're going to finish this in this episode. Um, Each of the churches that we talked about, um, they tried, or the one that we talked about tried to remain neutral. Others fell away um, from their choice of initial to their initial allegiance to the Lord in various ways and degrees, but they were all encouraged to hold on to their choice of Christ and endure to the end. Make it make it firm and established. If you're thinking about it, come on in the door. And that's also what's uh, prominent about this this church here. Um, you're sitting in the aisle all day, but you still haven't made your, your heart connection, a, a real legitimate heart connection for the Lord Jesus Christ. He knows and he's watching and he's still giving time. Come on in the door. But regardless of the people group that is talked to, regardless of the era, the ethnicity, the gender, the penalty of sin is the same for everyone, Amen. which is death. So, you know, like as you study or you may have studied theology and there, there's um, three, three groups of people shown in the word of God. There's the Jews, there's the church, there's the world or the nations, the people that would be unsaved. And there's, there are on the, the natural level, there are differences between the Jews and the church. There are natural differences. However, the core that God is looking at is, are you mine or not? Remember that nationality or ethnicity doesn't give you a green light with God. He's no respecter of persons. So he made that very clear in Acts when the the Gentiles received the Holy Spirit the same way that the Jews who believed on Jesus Christ receive the Holy Spirit. And so they had to come to the conclusion that God is not a respecter of persons and truly the gift of salvation. What God is talking about is greater than the boundaries that they saw set up in the natural. Now, God made a type and shadow of, of the Jews in, in a variety of ways, but for what we're talking about today, one to show that there was a distinction between God's people and the world and, and um, people who did not choose Christ. There's a difference between the um, the children of God or those that are the, of the kingdom of God, and there's a difference between those who are of the kingdom of the devil or the world. 
So that was never meant to be a restriction on um, where you were born, where you came from. It was a restriction on what you believe. That's why he says we should not be yoked together with unbelievers. What do we have in common? And we covered that in a, a previous episode. So this, what God is looking for is do you love him or no? And if you love him, you'll keep his commandments. His commandment was to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and love the brethren as he gave us commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. That's what he's looking for. And so era, again, time you were born, Adam and woman didn't have a separate penalty for sin than you and I have today. It's all the same, all the way through time, male, female. And then the apostle Paul goes through great lengths to go in heaven. There's neither male nor female, neither Jew nor Greek. Only those who love the Lord, his God, only his people are there. And then sin is done away with. Um, the Lord talks about that. There's not marriage or being given in marriage. So mm -hmm. those are not the core principal things. It is something that God has layered as he's working in his manifold wisdom, but it's not the structure. It's not the core, the foundation, because if it's going to be done away with at the end, he didn't mean it to last. But in first Corinthians 13, he says, these will remain faith, hope, and love, but prophecy, all these other things are going to be done away with. God isn't going anywhere, but the, the parts that were just training wheels for us, just to type in shadow, mm -hmm. just examples to show us the ways of God are going to go away, but the real meat and the foundation is going to remain. So since that's the case let us put our eyes and our focus on god uh let's see let's see let's see let's see so i think that's can, all can, i have did you have that? something yes Just go quickly, ahead baby as you were talking about the choice and it wasn't for any specific people group it's limited literally it right. is not limited to any one group of people it's for all of us amen mm -hmm. jesus in in the gospel of luke it talks about the sign of jonah right and actually he brings mm -hmm. up multiple people groups uh, throughout Mm -hmm. um, well, I'll say his ministry mm -hmm. on earth, right? Mm -hmm. and, he, and he talks about even to, I'll say, to Israel. Mm -hmm. And he says, you put your hope in Moses. Mm -hmm. And Moses is standing up at the judgment condemning you, mm -hmm. right? There's, there's <laughs> exactly. other places in Scripture where it says, you talk about Elijah, right? But, but Elijah pleads against Israel. Mm -hmm. But then, like I said, in Luke 11... He, he talks about seeking a sign, right? But he's like, um, yeah, Jonah was a sign for the Ninevites, right? But it mm -hmm. says two things, which are incredible. It says how the Queen of Sheba traveled the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, mm -hmm. right? And it says, the like uh, in verse 31, the Queen of the South will rise up with the men of this generation at the judgment and condemn them because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, but behold, something greater than Solomon is here. And then she, the Lord says the same thing about the men of Nineveh will stand up with this generation at the judgment and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. Mm -hmm. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. Amen. So it, it should, I mean, the people of Nineveh, well, that's, that's a modern day Iraq. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not just for, for those that are or Hebrews or today Jews. Mm -hmm. It is for the whole world. Amen. To make a choice, to choose that God would be there, your God, mm -hmm. and that we would be His people. Amen. Amen. He said, "They're sheep of this fold." That are I'm sorry, that they're are sheep that are not of, not of this fold. But I must bring them in. Amen. 
Um, and, and just a final note for you to meditate on and contemplate. Matthew 25, verse 41. We've been talking about the penalty of sin, making that choice and maintaining it. And we looked at how the Lord responded in Revelation to the people um, or the churches. Matthew 25, 41 says, Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. So that didn't say for the Jews on the left. It didn't say for um, the males or the females on the left. It didn't say for the Gentiles on the there left. There weren't age groups or, or, you know, sexes or gender groups involved. It was everybody on that side. The, op- was- the side... That was an opposition to the Lord. Right. Who had chosen to be a part of the kingdom of mm-hmm. darkness. Because Amen. that's where the devil's going. Yeah. That's already a sign from him. And the Lord is going to, everybody who chooses to go with the devil, allow them to have their choice. So I want Jesus to allow you and I to have our choice of him. Amen. <laughs> and so welcome us. Him. Exactly. Welcome us into the kingdom. And I want to hear that. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And I want you to hear it as well. And I Amen. hope you want to hear it um, as well. And that's a, a burning desire in your heart and that you keep it in the forefront of your mind because God is good and he loves you and he will definitely see you to that end should you desire him to do so. Um, remember to sign up for the lab worksheets. Um, if you signed up and you want an automatic um, sending out of the worksheets, just let me know when you send that email to a day of prayer dot or I'm sorry, ministry at a day of dot org, and we'll we'll get that sent out to you. Remember that I am praying for you. This ministry is praying Amen. for you. We love you and we want God's best for you because Absolutely. He's a good God and He only has good plans for you. Um, so. We love you, God bless you, and remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.